in my computer there we go oh no that's all right either it breaks or it doesn't break we'll find Hopefully out one day so. this should be kept in let's be honest <laughs> uh yeah hey pansies welcome oh my to, god uh, welcome to the very first episode hello ashley hello well this is kind of a transitional episode nicholas so um pumpkin pansies pumpkin pan- well so there's the pumpkin patch Pansies are flowers. They grow in a patch, a bushel. Uh, I don't know. Like I don't know. Ha- pansies are a very nice flower, actually. But um, the flower garden, the garden. <laughs> the garden. Um, I just think it would be kind of offensive if we started this episode off and we're like, "Hey, pussies, what's up? <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up, pussies? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> hello. If this is the first time you're hearing our voices. I'm Nick. My I'm friend. Ashley. Yeah, exactly. And um, this is our new podcast, The Paranormal Pansies. We are the Paranormal Pansies. And why is that the case? Well, we love everything creepy, cool, dark, macabre, what have you. And we're homosexuals. Paranormal Pansies is really great alliteration. And we're retaking back the word pansy. With the name of our podcast. So suck on that. We should have called it Paranormal Pussies, to be honest. Paranormal Pussies. (laughs) Uh, I think it would have been way more effective in the long run. Um, I I don't know if we would have been... I don't know if we would have gotten to the ears of our desired market. Um, (laughs) I feel like a lot of gym bros would tune in and be like, ugh. Be like, what is this? I don't know. What what is is this gay shit? (laughs) Exactly. That's what we're going to call this episode. What is that gay shit? I mean, what else? Kim, serious. Yeah. No. What is this gay shit? Can we get down to it? Get no. That's that's 100% what the title of this episode is. I mean, what? How else would we start this off? So we have um, started off on some foot, and it better be the gay one. So. Yes, I love the gay feet. Ew, no. <laughs> that needs to back up there. Um, back everyone, back yes, everyone out in the, pa- the, the podcasting universe that might be listening to this with their ear holes right now, it is Friday night. It's not too late. It's like 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. However, um... We're loopy, and and the other thing to think about here is that um, we're loopy, 
we're best friends, faux life, but we live in different places. Ashley is in Ohio. I am in New York City. Um, But, you know, it's Friday. It's been a week. We're both 30-something-year-old homos that are adulting with adult jobs. Um, And, you know, just like that, we're on that Dolly Parton grind, working nine to five. Um, or, you know, overtime. Um, oh, me all the time. <laughs> so, girl, just... I only know overtime. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm I, a salaried employee at my company, so I don't get overtime. But I typically work past 5 o'clock. So, thanks, America. Thanks, um, America. Also, yeah. another thing to note, uh-huh. besides that it being a Friday... Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to sing you sing you some NSYNC Friday night. Just got paid, but um, just got paid. I didn't get paid today. I get paid. I didn't get paid today week. either. <laughs> <laughs> I get paid next week. It is the W U R S T, the worst. Yeah. Um, the other thing that is not the worst is that it's a fucking full moon, pussies, and we're gonna get it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like this pussy thing being your thing. <laughs> It's kind of fun. It's like it's like everything I hated about like a like when I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you're reclaiming the word because let's be honest, we grew up in New Jersey and the word pussy was thrown around a lot in derogatory ways. It was not just describing the female exterior and or interior sexual anatomy. Okay. Um, so I love it. So, you know, um, we'll just mark it explicit. It'll be fine. Um, it's going to be a hoot and a holler. And um, we'll just move on with our lives. And hopefully the people will enjoy such homosexual, crazy, cuckoo, uh, cunty content. Oops, I went there. Um, <laughs> content? Content. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> content. My God. All right. Well, so. Titulated. It's hem titulated. Um, yeah, so Paranormal Pansies, why are we here? What are we doing? Um, again, I ask myself that daily. Why am I here? What am I doing? Well, just about life though, you know, (laughs) um, in this specific moment, we're recording this podcast. Um, this is our new offshoot podcast, um, of our OG baby copulators die first which is a gay horror comedy podcast if you listen to that hey thanks for coming along on this new adventure with us if you don't and you're discovering us randomly well then go give copulators die first a listen that's copulators die first um especially if you're into horror movies and you might be if you are you know scrolling through podcasts and saw this and chose to click on it um but you know yeah thanks for clicking it's like really nice of you and also like um basically we again grew up in new jersey northern new jersey specifically um lots of marshland lots of unclaimed forest lots of very poorly lit streets which was unsafe for children but i guess that's here nor there at this point because We survived and here we are. Um, But, you know, lots of old buildings, lots of urban legends, super duper creepy things. Um, You know, me, myself, 
being on the outskirts of a group that um, was like kind of emo and into the dark stuff. You know, it was like you me just know me every day. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just you you develop a very um, vivacious, voracious taste for the weird dark stuff that like lurks in the shadows of this world, whether that be serial killers, paranormal things, extraterrestrial things. Are there ghosts? Are they real? Did the aliens come visit and make the pyramids? Um, you know, serial killers. What's that about? Are they uh, real? I don't know. <laughs> are they real? Um, cryptids, monsters. Is there a werewolf in my backyard? Is Bigfoot grilling a hot dog in the woods somewhere in Yosemite National Park? He I don't know. He is, man. He's definitely like broke into like a seven one one and like um stole their hot dog roller. Um, I love how you just said seven eleven seven one one. Is that a thing? Do people say that in <laughs> Cleveland or is that just you? That's <laughs> just me. I love that. You know, the seven one one. And he got his Slurpee. He's like, I'm going to need someone to wash this hot dog down. So This torpedo ain't just going to cut it. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Maybe he got some uh, some of those pizza rollers or those chimichangas or... Chimichanga? Oh, a nacho per, per slaps? Uh, yeah, he, like, he was like, he was like at that cheese station and he was like, one more pump. No, keep going. One more. <laughs> Jalapenos? Sign me up. Ugh, Jalapenos. Oh my gosh! There's a big shit in the woods. I guess we'll find out. Does yeah? I mean, he, he might explosively do so if he ingests all of that. Um, I whenever... have a question about Bigfoot, but we will get there. It's mostly about if he were to poop, what it would look like. I don't know. Why um, haven't they found that? Yeah, that's true. If they found his footprints, I mean, unless he's intelligent, why can't you find a poop print? There's like a scatologist somewhere. There definitely is. Um, and uh, I mean, that lady stuck her hand into that like dinosaur poop in Jurassic Park. So, oh, she was elbow deep in like tricer- triceratops duty for sure. She was, she was really in there. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Is that Laura Dern? Where am I? No, no, no. That is, that is the Laura Dern in that That's little. That's what outfit. I thought. The uh, Laura Dern. Yes, that's one of her many uh, amazing roles. Um, I think that's when I knew I was gay. Laura Dern. Laura Dern in, in cargo shorts. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> um, she also, out of all the women in the Jurassic Park series, wore like the most um, appropriate footwear. So she was so practical, and I think that's what attracted really me was. to Laura Dern: her practicality. Like, she she's she she's she's got her shit together she knows what she's doing in this um jurassic park um even even things like jurassic park could it be real could it happen i don't know we'll look into it and kind Uh, of find out i want to know i don't know i want to know i mean we're definitely finding enough stuff to make it possible but here is a little tidbit Mm-hmm. Of some information for you. Oh, I love information. I have a lot of information for you, but we're gonna start someplace less um, ambitious. Mm-hmm. Less can we re-procreate dinosaurs? Less does Bigfoot shit in the woods? 
Um, and we're going to dive into the strange and mysterious history of the Ouija board. Oh, the Ouija board. Or as Sharon Needles would say, call me on the Ouija board. Call me on the Ouija board. Um, don't some people say Ouija? Yeah, assholes. Yeah, I always thought that. I was like, I can't tell if that's the appropriate way to say it or if it's like, you know, there's the British spelling of color and the American spelling of color. Ugh, or theater um, and theater. Gross, yeah. get it together. Okay, so we're just going to say Ouija board because, duh. Um, all right, well, Ouija okay, board. Do you want to know, know how it got the same as the Ouija board? Um, well, I mean, let's. Let's just take a step back real quick, girl, and just like be like, okay, here's what paranormal pansies is going to be about. Okay, so we're it's gonna, gonna be pick about a topic. Me telling you stuff. I mean, mainly, but also I should probably pull my weight sometimes too. But regardless, um, we're gonna pick a topic. So like this week, it's Ouija boards, um, <laughs> and um, overall in life, Ashley is like the believer. And I'm like, used to be a believer, but as life went on, I became more of a skeptic. So um, also, like, I'm a medical professional. So basically, Ashley is the molder to my Scully. Um, you know, she is the fox to my Dana. Um, Keeping it foxy. Yeah. And um, that will be one of your catchphrases for this podcast. And I'm really into it. <laughs> I want it on a shirt. There will be merch. Keep on it foxy. And um, I get to be a, you know, really hard-headed red head. So uh, all my dreams are coming true, you know. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about a topic. We're going to, like, debate lightly about the topic as we go along. Um, you know, have some friendly banter back and forth like we always do if you listen to cdf you know that we have friendly banter um and then we're gonna say all right we've exhausted this topic now do you believe and that's both do you believe like do you believe in it but also do you believe is like a gay thing to say you know like do you Can believe, you believe? Yeah. Can you believe? Do you believe? I believe. All the believing. So, Ouija boards. Um, Ouija boards. How this do they is, work? Yeah. And, like, th this is one of those things where, like, from the beginning, I'm not, like, I don't get it or don't have any stakes in it. Like, Ouija boards are something that's kind of always been around our lives, um, they're very popular in the tri-state area, being New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Um, Which is so, a weird thing to think about, but yeah. Yeah, but like they've always been around. We've always been aware of them. Um, we've both tried them out at different points in our lives. We've never done it together, but like honestly, I don't think I'd ever... Well, I, I would never say never, but at this moment in time, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to touch one of those again. Um I mean, like, I have a Ouija board-shaped soap that's decorative in my bathroom. Um, but I'm not going to be calling Sharon Needles up on my Ouija board soap, you know? What if you're, like, in the bathroom doing a pee-pee poo-poo and you uh -huh. pick up the Ouija board soap and your husband's like, Nicholas, I need to use the bathroom. And he comes in and you're pretending to use the Ouija board soap as a telephone. Um... 
I don't think that's going to happen, mainly because it's like a mini Ouija board and my eyesight's not good enough to read what they're saying <laughs> on it. No, no, no. Just like hold it up to you as like a telephone. Oh, just hold it up to my face like a telephone? Yeah. Um, I paid like $15 for it, though. For soap, dude? <laughs> I don't know. I bought it like three years ago because you oh, we were like... I don't know if it's still good. Well, right, but also... we shelf life of soap. Let us know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the base um, ingredients of this specific soap were, but, um, I mean, it's holding up. It's holding in there. It's, like, it's holding up. Um, but I... We, we don't use it. It's just, like, you know, like, when how your grandma had those, like, little, like, flower and heart-shaped soaps? Yeah, um, I ate one once. Oh, no. Yeah. What did it taste like? Terrible. <laughs> of course. Terrible. Um, it was like, a, hey, what do you think this tastes like? Because it's cute. Uh-huh. And, like, who doesn't want to eat cute stuff? But don't eat cute soap. Just saying. I <laughs> have never had that train of thought. But, okay. Fine. <laughs> this is why you have a college degree. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're a very intelligent human. <laughs> you are I mean, that's a, a child. fact, but shit. I was gonna say you were clearly a child when this happened. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was not like last week because I fucking hate my grandma. <laughs> like so, I'm definitely not going to go to her house. I'm like Abuela, thanks for these like sweet tiny soaps. I can't wait to eat one. Like mm-hmm. no, not on my agenda. Nay, nay, it's nay. Not, it's not does not play into my fantasy to hang out with my grandma. <laughs> oh, well, all my grandparents are dead now. So I mean, same. Uh, Oh, God. Speaking of, uh, do you want to call him on the Ouija board? Oh, my gosh. I honestly, like, yes and no. Because I don't want to be reprimanded for how I'm living my life. Oh, they will reprimand you. They'd be like, listen, you homo. Well, no. They, well, at least <laughs> I didn't In a loving have... sense. Like, what are you doing? But that's yeah. that's all grandparents in general, I feel. I, my mom's parents were like one hundy okay with it and really loved Arthur but um I feel like my grandma would be like Nicholas you're very overweight um (laughs) what are you doing with your life how is work going did you get a raise yet and they'll be like grandma why do we always have to talk about my weight or my raise Grammy Jesus make me feel bad about my life Ugh, grandparents, what are they for? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Um, so, Ouija boards, you want to know how they got their name? Yes, let's get back on the topic of the Ouija. Hot take. Um, so, Ouija board, I'm going to quickly cite my sources that I'm using because, hi, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to be this little, little bitch ass that doesn't cite where they're getting all their information from. Um, so, I'm using smithsonianmag.com. <clears throat> Uh, what is this other one? This other one is Vox.com, as okay. well as MTV.com, but that'll come into play later. It's less about a Ouija board and more about how this is going to play into CDF. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, Firefox, if you were to get your live together. Hello? Okay. <laughs> it oh, was wow. like, it's like, will I, won't I? I don't know. Um, so the Ouija board, the makers of the first talking board actually asked the board what they should call it. 
The name spelled out Ouija came across, and when they asked what it meant, the report the board replied, "Good luck." Ew. <laughs> Ew. That yeah that that um. Yeah, no, like, so, yeah, when, like, when the board speaks back to you, that's when I'm, like, no, I'm out. I'm no, done. No, no, no. Um, so, the first Ouija board was actually first advertised in February of 1891 in newspapers, um, starting in Pittsburgh, because it was developed by Pittsburgh Toy Company and Novelty mm. Shop. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so they boasted that the board um, answered questions about the past, present, and future with marvelous accuracy and promised never failing amusement and recreation for all the classes. Because if you're poor, you can talk to dead people, too. Um, okay. But like yeah. they didn't, so they were like, the board's going to like tell you things, but they didn't bother to say like. And it because you're talking to dead people? Um, it doesn't really say. It just says, ba, ba, ba. Um, a link between the known and the unknown, the material and immaterial. Um, mm. Another advertisement in a New York newspaper uh, declared it as, quote, unquote, interesting and mysterious and testified it as a proven um, at the patent office before it was allowed. Price, $1.50. Man, if we still had those types of prices now. Uh, I'd be rich. Yeah. Um, It was... uh, Let me see. It was basically just uh, sold, like, at your regular, like, mom and pop, like, store. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you could just go to the corner store and buy it. Okay. Yeah. Um, It is a flat board with letters of the alphabet... Arrayed in two semicircles above the numbers 0 through 9, the words yes and no in the uppermost corners, and goodbye at the bottom, accompanied by a planchette, which is the teardrop-shaped device, usually with a small window in the body used to maneuver about the board. Mm -hmm. The idea, I know you're familiar with the idea, because hi, you've played with one too. Yeah. Um, the idea was that two or more people would sit around the board, place their fingertips on the planchette, pose a question, and watch, dumbfounded, as the planchette moved from letter to letter, spelling out the answers seemingly on its own accord. The biggest difference in the materials, as the board is now usually cardboard, the one I have is actually made of wood, um, rather than wood, and the planchette is plastic. I think... I don't have the planchette anymore, but I think mine was plastic. Yeah, they're usually plastic. Mine was actually given to me as a gift. And um, I have used it, but now it is a display piece. Mm. Because I lost the planchette. Well, Mm. I don't think I lost it. I think I threw it away. Why would you throw away the planchette? Because I don't want to get ghosts in my house. (laughs) Okay, fine. All right. I got it. Nobody wants ghosts in their house. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. <laughs> not one fucking ghost. Because you know what? Ghosts ain't going to pay rent. No, they're just going to, like, <laughs> eat food and stuff. Like, you fucking poltergeist, dude. Get out of my fucking house. Um, uh, 
Though truth in advertising is hard to come by, especially in products from the 19th century, the Ouija board was, quote-unquote, interesting and mysterious, and it had actually been, quote-unquote, proven to work at the patent office before the patent was allowed to be processed. And today, even psychologists believe that it may offer a link between the known and the unknown. The real history of the Ouija board is that the mysterious as the how the quote-unquote game works because hi you can go to target and go buy one yeah like they're like made by what company now like hasbro 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 i do they even realize what they're doing i mean they've made like they made like stranger things ones um i had a supernatural one Uh uh-huh that i found at a thrift store but like then i opened it up and i was like this is gross like i think this is like all water damaged or whatever Oh, boo. Uh, boo. It was cardboard. Um, there actually is a Ouija historian. His name is Robert Murch. Uh, bless you. <laughs> and he has been researching the story of the board since 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, when he started his research, he says no one really knew anything about it, but uh, which struck him, which is what struck him as odd. For such an iconic thing that strikes both fear and wonder in American culture, how no one could know where it came from. Well, oh my, did you just hear that? I did. What was that? Um. So, well, okay. So, new listeners of this podcast only. Um, I live next to an Airbnb. Um. And people who listen to CDF would know this already, but yeah, I live next to an Airbnb. And whatever people are there for the weekend are like, I don't know, someone just made some like agonizing <laughs> noises. Like they oh my god, are they themselves. someone getting murdered? Not a joke. That's terrifying. No, they're probably just probably just um like boning. Weird. Oh no, they're probably drinking and being stupid because that's what the people always do. It's also like 2020. Like you don't have to play beer pong anymore. You could stay home and drink wine, and that's fine. Yeah, please don't do that, especially because I live here and you are just visiting. So, what if it's a ghost? What if a ghost is in the Airbnb next door? That would be intriguing. Ugh, annoying. I would just be annoyed. I mean, most of the time, annoyed and inconvenience. Most of the time is not an issue, but of course, we're recording, so they had to make noise, you know? Of course, Sheila, turn it down. Yeah, turn so, it deep down, <laughs> Sheila. Sheila, the Ouija board, in fact, came straight out of the American 19th century obsession with spiritualism, the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. Uh-huh. Spiritualism, which had been around for years in Europe, hit America hard in 1848 with the sudden prominence of the Fox sisters of upstate New York. Uh, Foxes claimed to receive messages from spirits who rapped on the walls and answers to questions, recreating this feat of channeling in parlors across the state. Aided by the stories of celebrity sisters and other spiritualists uh, in the new national press, spiritualism reached millions of adherents um, at its peak and in the second half of the 19th century. Spiritualism worked for Americans. It was compatible with Christian dogma. Um, meaning one could hold a seance on a Saturday night and have no qualms about going to church on Sunday. 
Mm. Huh. I, I recall hearing about the sisters. Um, I feel like that we should do a whole other episode on them. I don't know too much about them. And I'd be I mean, interested in knowing. But I mean, like, I know a lot of the stuff. <sighs> like, a lot of the spirituals, spiritualism stuff was basically, like, parlor tricks. Well, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was acceptable, even wholesome activity, to contact spirits at seances through automatic writing or table-turning parties in which participants would place their hands on a small table and watch it begin to shake and rattle while they all declared that they weren't moving it. Come on. The movement also offered solace in an era where the average lifespan of American was less than 50. Women died in childbirth, children died of disease, and men died in war. Even Mary Todd Lincoln, wife of the vulnerable president uh, conducted seances in the White House after their 11-year-old son died of fever in 1862 during the Civil War. Spiritualism gained adherence in droves, and people are desperate to connect with loved ones who had gone uh, away to war, never to come home. I did know that Mary Todd Lincoln was an avid uh, spiritualist, and she like was known to hold seances, and I know, in addition to that, um, <clears throat> uh, Harry Houdini's wife uh, spent every Halloween trying to contact Harry Houdini via the Ouija board after his death. Oh, that's kind of sad. Yeah, she did it every year in hopes to hear from him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, communicating the dead with the dead is common. It wasn't seen as bizarre or weird, explains Merch. It's hard to imagine that now we look at that and think, what are you going? We, why are you opening the gates of hell? I mean, yeah, we've seen all the movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, we have. So that's like, that's like basically the, the summation of like how it came to America. In 1886, the fledgling Associated Press reported on the phenomenon phenomenon taking over a spiritualism campus uh, in Ohio. The talking board, um, it was, for all intents and purposes, a Ouija board with letters, numbers, and a planchette-like device on them. The article went far and wide, but it was Charles Kennard of Baltimore, Maryland, who acted on it. In 1890, he pulled together a group of, group of four other investors, including Elijah Bond, a local attorney, and Colonel Washington Bowie, a surveyor, to start the Kennard Novelty Company to, uh, to exclusively make and market the new talking boards. So they weren't actually like a physical, like people didn't start making physical products of them until like 1886. Until then, I'm sure people were just using like homemade ones, like pieces of paper, a glass, et cetera, et cetera. Because I've seen people do that where like they use um, letters, 26 letters of the alphabet, Numbers zero through nine, yes and no, cut out of pieces of paper, placed on a table, and then use like a clear, um, like drinking glass as like a planchette. Mm-hmm. See, I, same I desired effect occurs. Same desired effect, but I'd be like, no, you're not breaking my glass. Like, don't. Yeah, right. Like maybe like juice glasses are real fragile. Yeah. No, thank you. Don't even try it, Mister. Right, and what's interesting about that is that. Um, None of them were actually spiritualists. They were just businessmen trying to, like, make a buck on, like, this niche market. 
Of course they were. Right, of course, because America, capitalism. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 uh. Um, they didn't have the Ouija board yet, but Canard talking uh, board lacked a name. Contrary to the popular belief, Ouija is not a combination of French for yes. We and the German name, ja, meaning yes also. Which which is what I thought, because that made sense. Um, so, so it's a yes board? It's a yes, yes board. It's a yes, yes board. Yeah. So it's a yes board. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, so gay, so good. Okay, so are Ouija boards like the first gay communication device? Yes, basically. Yeah. That's, that's what <laughs> um, I'm hearing. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, the chief patent officer demanded that the demonstration, if the board could accurately spell out his name, which was supposed to be known to Bond and Peters, he'd allow the patent application to proceed. They all sat down, communed with the spirits, and the planchette faithfully spelled out the patent officer's name. Whether or not it was mystical spirits or the fact that Bond, as a patent attorney, may have just known the man's name, um, well, that's unclear, those merch. Um, but on February 10th, 1891, the patent was approved under the new quote-unquote toy and or game patent. Stupid, stupid men. <laughs> stupid men. White men always doing dumb shit for money. I mean, on, like, why, uh, why did they think this was going to be, like, the big money maker? Like, you know. Oh, because it was. From 1892, well, the Canard Novelty Company went from one factory in Baltimore to two in Baltimore um, to two in New uh, went from one in Baltimore to two in Baltimore, two in New York, two in Chicago, and one in London in one year. Okay, fine. Well, so it clearly made right? money. But, and you uh, think about how cheap it is to make, too. It's like, you make a box, you make a board, and you make a planchette. Three things, right? Uh-huh. Like, I get it. I just don't... No one should be fucking with the shiz. Yeah. It don't make no sense. Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, do it for the money. No, don't <laughs> do it. Don't do it for your own gain. Leave the dead alone. They're just, like, living their life. Like, whatever. Um, so, by 1893, Kennard and Bond were out, um, owing this to some internal pressures and the old adage about money changing everything. Um, by this time, William Fold, F-U-L-D, um, I think it's how you pronounce it, Fold? Fold? I don't know. Um, who'd gotten on the ground floor of the fledgling company as a new employee and stockholder was running the company. Notably, um, Fold is not and never claimed to be the inventor of the Ouija board, though even his obituary in the New York Times declared him to be so. I have actually been to the gravesite of the actual inventor of the Ouija board, and it's in Baltimore, Maryland. Um... And because of that, like, he actually just had, like, a basic-ass, like, headstone. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, it broke. Like, just from being old and decrepit. Yeah. And um, people of the city raised money to uh, have his headstone replaced. And it was actually designed 
to look like an actual Ouija board. Yeah, it's like a giant Ouija board, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of me on my Instagram with it. Oh my god, so nice of the people of Baltimore to do that for him. I know, Baltimore is a pretty cool city. Um, in 1898, uh, with the blessing of Colonel Bowie, the majority shareholder, and one of the two other remaining original investors, he licensed the exclusive rights to make the board. Um, what followed were boom years for Fold and the frustration of some of the men who had been on the Ouija board from the beginning, public squabbling over who really invented it played out in the pages of the Baltimore Sun um, while their rival boards launched and failed. So these other dudes were like, hey, I invented it. No, hey, I invented it. And all of theirs didn't do well. In 1919, Bowie sold the remaining business interest in Ouija to fold himself, his protege, for one American dollar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so he must have really believed in what this guy was was peddling. Yeah, because I mean, otherwise, it's like, why you do that? That's like, son, I'll give you my car. You can buy it for a dollar. Yeah, because son's like, no, no, no. But also, I'll buy it for one dollar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let me see what else we have here. Um. The 1910s and 20s, with the devastations of World War I and the manic years of the Jazz Age and Prohibition, witnessed a surge in Ouija popularity. It was so normal that in May of 1920, Norman Rockwell um, depicted a man and a woman, a Ouija board, on their knees, communing from beyond with the beyond on the cover of a Saturday Evening Post. I would love to find that. I've never seen that. Huh. During the Great Depression, the Fold Company opened new factories to meet demand for the boards. Over five months in 1944, a single New York department store sold 50,000 of them. In 1967, the year after Parker Brothers bought the game from the Fold Company, two million boards were sold. Outselling Monopoly that same year, um... Uh, that same year, more people were going to Vietnam. So, you know, people were doing weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So, like, now we're getting into the age where... Like, the counterculture age, yeah. Yeah, and people are, like, looking for things to, like, make them forget about what's going on. And, um... Kind of just, like, scary movies... This kind of shit is like, oh, well, that's creepy and cool. Right. Um, strange Ouija tales also made frequent titillating appearances in American newspapers. In 1920, National Wire Services reported that would-be crime solvers were turning to their Ouija boards for clues. Serious murder of New York City gambler Joseph Burton Elwell. Uh, much of the frustrations to the police. Because, hi, it's a fucking piece of wood. The New York Times reported that a Chicago woman being sent to a psychic psychiatric hospital tried to explain to the doctors she wasn't suffering from mania, but the Ouija spirits had told her to leave her mother's dead body in the living room for 15 days before burying her in the backyard. In 1930, newspaper readers uh, thrilled to the accounts of 
two women in Buffalo, New York, who murdered another woman, supposedly on the encouragement of Ouija board messages. In 1941, a 23-year-old gas station attendant from New Jersey told the New York Times that he joined the army because the Ouija board told him to. In 1958, the Connecticut board, the Connecticut court decided not to honor the Ouija board will of Mrs. Helen Dow Peck, who left $1,000 to two former servants uh, and an, an insane $152,000 to Mr. John Gale Forbes, a lucky but bodiless spirit who contacted her through the Ouija board. You cannot leave dead spirits bloody. Or does that make sense to anybody? Um, I don't know, because I feel like something I say every time we talk about Ouija boards is that you need to close out that session if you're going to start it, or else people are going to be hanging around. Yeah, you don't want no stragglers, though. No. Um... So, in 1916, Mrs. Pearl Curran made headlines when she began writing poems and stories that she claimed were dictated via Ouija board. By the spirit of 17th century Englishwoman called Patience Worth. The following year, Curran's friend Emily Grant Hutchings claimed that her book, Jap Heron, was communicated via Ouija board by the late Samuel Clemens, better known as Mark Twain. Mm-mm. <laughs> Curran earned the significant success Hutchings less but either of them achieved the heights of the Pulitzer Prize winning poet James Merrill did in 1982 his epic Ouija inspired and dictated poem The Changing Light at Sandover won the National Books Critic Circle Award why are all these people letting Ouija it's like you're just playing boggle um, I guess so, yeah, right? Like, you're just mixing up shit to see what happens. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, oh, yeah. Or, or like, a, it's, 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 it's like, almost, oh, it's like, um, Wheel of Fortune, but with ghosts. Yeah, yeah, ghost fortunes. It's ghost fortunes. Ghost fortunes. For, ghost fortunes. Wheel of, wheel of Homeson. <laughs> Um, the other thing is that it just did weird stuff until 1973. And what happened in 1973? Oh, I wonder what happened. Did your favorite movie come out? (laughs) It sure did. The Exorcist premiered in 1973, um, which plays into our list of eight horror movies that uh, mentioned Ouija boards, but we will get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see what we have here. Um, there was also an episode in 1951 of I Love Lucy where she's messing with a Ouija board. Really? Yeah, I did not know that. I think it just uh, not no pun intended because we just talked about Boggle, but it boggles my mind that. People were just, like, so nonchalant about the Ouija boards. Like, I don't know if I'm just, like, hypersensitive or aware of the fact that they're essentially portals to hell. Um, 
Or, I mean, like, I guess it's kind of like the same thing, like, with, with, like, smoking, where, like, people did it because it was, like... It's the cool thing to do. Right. And until, like, then everybody was like, oh, JK, this gives you cancer. Stop it. Um, and I guess, like, there was no never really anybody to say, like, oh, maybe don't play with this Ouija board because you'll be possessed by a demon. But then, like... The giant, like, public service announcement was horror movies, I guess. Right. Um, basically, horror movies were, like, the end-all, be-all of, like, what happens with, like, Ouija boards. It, like, kind of, after the 70s, like, made its way more into pop culture. Yeah. And, like, you know, there definitely there has been, like, things that have happened with Ouija boards. Like, um, I just saw a thing. Please hold. As I scroll, um, I know it was featured in the Paranormal Activity movies as like a huge well, right. yeah. thing, um, but there's also a movie called, I think it's called call, called Calling Zozo, which if you know anything about Ouija boards, you probably shouldn't spell that out on a Ouija board because it's supposed to be like bad juju. No. Yeah. Yeah, just like don't. Um, I don't know the factual basis of that because I've seen them do it on Ghost Adventures and I've seen them do it in like YouTube videos and stuff. But like I don't suggest it because I'm not trying to like fucking get like bad juju up in my house. I just moved and like <laughs> yeah, I don't want damn stuff in my space. I hate that stuff so much. Like just stop and it. And sage smells real bad. So I don't I mean, want to have to sage my house. I would much rather, you know, cook with sage than... Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, like, it's it's a classic Thanksgiving herb, a holiday Oh, herb. that's true. That's true. I didn't really think about it that way. But, like, you know, when you're using it to smudge and you burn it, like, yeah. it's completely different. It smells not good. Yeah, no, it's a different, it's a different um, bouquet than when... When it's, you know, baking in the oven or something. Right. Like, I would love, like, like some sage-based stuffing. But, like, I don't want to sage-based smudge the evil shit out of my house that I brought there by being a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be the only person to blame had this gone wrong. Yeah. I just... That's the other thing. It's, like, this is a very avoidable... Um bad thing that might happen if it's bad so like just don't fuck with it don't fuck with ghosts (laughs) don't fuck with ghosts don't Don't fuck with ghosts i don't think i mean like as somebody may or may not believe in ghosts i feel like your advice probably means a lot don't fuck with ghosts i just i yeah i mean like we'll get to that because hi we have forever many episodes we want to do until the end of time but um no i i might i might not necessarily fully believe in certain things but one thing i do believe in is um ouija boards are scary i don't like them i mean yeah they are scary in the sense that like you have to respect them because like if they are real don't don't fuck with stuff. I just feel like there's too many factors that you could accidentally, like, oopsie doodles by accident, you know? And then you're fucked for life, you know? Fucked for life. Um, I don't think you're fucked for life, but you're fucked for the interim. 
for a while. For, for a while till it leaves or whatever. Yeah. So no thanks. Um. So a couple of horror movies for our CDF friends who have followed us thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, Ouija, aptly titled. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only seen the second one. I cannot, which I I thought was good. I cannot yeah. say for the first one. The second one is Ouija, the origin of evil, right? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. That one, I have not seen the OG one either, but that one was origin of evil is good because that girl, that's like the main girl. Yeah. Um, who's like in everything now, but only specifically horror movies because she was also in Annabelle. Um, sure, sure, sure. And other things. Um, I think she was in a Conjuring movie too. She could have been. Either way, um, she was really good at being creepy, and it was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, um, especially because it's kind of like a period piece, like it's set in the 60s. Yeah, and yeah, the whole... Um, oh, wait, no, that's not a part of the Conjuring universe. Well, Ouija did a really... Origin of Evil did a really good job of like making it, um, uh, uh, to my knowledge, look authentic. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it as a film. I, I don't have any qualms against it i feel like it's worth a watch um exorcist one of the best movies ever made um i think oracle had ouija boards in it right um i don't i don't know i don't even think i know what oracle is isn't oracle the one with the mirror um no question mark i thought it had the one with the mirror i think has like a synonym for mirror is the name of it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's Google it right now. Horror um, movie with mirror. <laughs> Will it come up? Oculus. Oculus. I was close. It was an O. Yeah, I've never seen Oculus either, though. It's on Netflix. Good. That is good it's, to know. It's okay. I didn't care for the ending, but like it's worth a watch if you got mm. nothing to do for an hour and a half. Hey Netflix, you should sponsor us. Girl, that would be a fucking dream. Dream team. Okay. So, do you want the scientific explanation as to how a Ouija board works? Um, I mean I, I didn't know there was one, so yes. So the scientific explanation, according to Vox.com, is that the mysterious mechanism that powers the Ouija board is called the idiometer effect, pronounced idiomotor. Uh-huh. Um, it's basically a way um, for your body to talk to itself. The okay. idiomotor effect is an example of unconscious involuntary physical movements. That is, we move when we are not trying to move. If you've ever experienced a sudden feeling of jerking while awake, uh, jerking awake from a sleep, known as hypnic jerk, you've experienced a more abrupt version of the idiomotor effect. Your brain signaling your body to move without your conscious awareness. Okay. All right. So, yes, that, um, I guess I was aware of that. I just didn't think that that was like associated with us yeah 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 in case um of the ouija board your brain may unconsciously create images and memories when you ask the board questions 
Your body responds to your brain without you consciously, quote unquote, telling it to do so. So, so causing the muscles in your hands and arms to move the pointer and answer that you, again, unconsciously may want to receive. But, like, what happens when you're like, oh, what's your name? And then it's like, you know, Dan Asbury from, like, Shaka From Fuck New York, yeah. Um, like, is that your, is that your body just making shit up? Like, that, that's interesting and intriguing. One study published in 2012, scientists found that using the Ouija board allowed subjects to recall factual information with more accuracy than if they weren't using the board. Okay, but then, like, what, ha- what happens when it's not you and it's a demon? Well, then I guess the demon knows more than you do. Yeah. Is that a demon right now? Yep. The fucking like computer demon. Computer demon. Computer demon. It's a computer um, demon. The researchers, it's not just a virus. Uh, the computer, the, re, the researchers behind that study have gone on to speculate that using the Ouija board as a technique to unlock subconscious knowledge um, could lead to insights about the early onset Alzheimer's and other neurodegenerative diseases. All right, that definitely does make sense to me. But you know, it would be interesting then is to sit somebody down that has, like, Parkinson's or Huntington's disease or Alzheimer's and be like, play with this Ouija board and see what happens. Right. Um, because I'm pretty sure old people aren't like, let me pull out my Ouija board. <laughs> Hold on, let me unfold this. Let me, just let me, you know, I want to talk to my friends in the netherworlds. Um... But yeah, and then like see, does that differ from like a teenager trying to spook themselves? That's like, my name is Mary and I died in a house fire and I'm coming to get you. And then yeah, all, I don't know. Ah, no, don't come get me. I don't know. That's all I know. That would be interesting. That's, all That's my spiel. That's my spiel. I'm sticking to it. A little history, um, a little science, um, a little movie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if this... Firefox works again, I can give you that list. Firefox. No, it's fucked. I don't know. Oh, no. I mean, well, it's so. It's doing that. It's not responding bullshit. So, you know, oh. I'm not responding to its bullshit. Well, Firefox, fuck you in not responding. But um, have you ever seen Witchboard? No, it's on the list. Oh, girl. Switchboard is a trip. Switchboard. Um, it's one of Arthur's favorite horror movies, the original one. Um, and I finally watched it. Um, I forget when, but like at some point. Um, I think I may have found your MTV list of movies. Yeah, yeah okay. wait. So then... Thanks to the power of the internet. Um, so you already said Ouija from or Ouija, Ouija from 2014. The Exorcist, or as I like to call it, The Exorcista. Um, Le Exorcista. Par- yep. Uh, Paranormal Activity, which you mentioned. The Conjuring 2? Yeah. Really? Yep, 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 yep. I don't think I realized. 
Um, she like she like makes it on like a cardboard. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Didn't know. Um, I am Zozo. You mentioned yep. Zozo. Mm-hmm. Witchboard. I just mentioned Witchboard. Um, the exorcism of Emily Rose. I don't recall. I don't, I don't recall that being a thing. Yeah, I don't remember there being a Ouija board. Um, I don't recall there one being in white noise either, but I could be wrong. Interesting. Well, really interesante. If there is one in there, then that's bullshit because the real story of Annalise Michelle, there is not a Ouija board involved. No, and you can find that over on Toil and Troubles uh, episode. I think it's this coming week. By the time this comes out, it'll be Friday, the 15th. Because we're all podcast friends with other podcasters. Yeah. Um, And then finally, White Noise with Michael Keaton. His character... Foster Keaton. Tries to communicate with his late wife. Something much sinister talks back, though. Ooh. Wee, 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 wee. There's definitely more. I mean, there's there's um, there's sequels to Witchboard, so those are some other ones. Um, Origin of Evil is not on this list, but we just talked about that too. Um, so yeah, if you are intrigued by Ouija boards, you got plenty of options to watch some fictional slash based on true stories. Um, stuff to view with your eye holes. View with your eye holes, listen to us with your ear holes. Okay, so as a skeptic, how do you feel about this whole conundrum? Well, I will say we started out with the one thing that I feel the least skeptic about. Um, I don't know why. I just have this firm belief in that Ouija boards are more than meets the eye and they scare me and (laughs) I think it would take a lot for me to consider and then actually use one again yeah um I I mean like the one time I did use one in our childhood in Laura Alonzo's basement as I said before on copulators die first it wasn't it wasn't a negative experience it really wasn't it, it was like a vanilla blah experience like nothing exceptional happened uh, you know in either direction but um like you know it did say that whatever was happening said that they were a man and they were in the basement and da, 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 da. and i think just like the thought of like oh my god this is real like just flipped the the sw- all the all the abort switches in my mind <laughs> like i have to lay down i don't like it um but like here's the other thing um i at this point in my life, I would describe myself as agnostic. I wouldn't say I'm an atheist. I would definitely say I'm spiritual. But um, you were definitely raised Catholic. Oh, girl, you know your boy was raised heavy-duty Roman Catholic because we were up in New Jersey and we were, you know, my grandparents were off the boat Italians. So, correct. Like, communion, confirmation, all the things. Um, I even went to... 
you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a Catholic college, but it was a Jesuit college. So it was technically, you know, Christian Catholic, but, um, Catholic all the same. I definitely, I don't, I don't think, I don't believe that there's something bigger than us. I just don't think that it's an organized culty religion that, um, wants money from you and is a gross boys club that lets other men touch little boys and, you know, cover it up and deny it. Um, but we're not here for a conversation about that stuff. Um, I would say that like the closest thing that I would like identify with as would be like, um, I would say like some type of form of paganism, maybe like I'm not looking for a religion or like a spiritual practice per se, but like any set of beliefs that like comes from the earth makes most sense for me. And especially with witches, um, like the Ouija board plays a big role in not necessarily what they do all the time, but like, you know, there's a role for it. Um, and so because of all those things, I think there's definitely something to it. And, um, I just, I don't want to fuck with it. Like, I don't want to put myself in a position where I don't know what I'm doing. And I end up with like, you know, super duper bad luck for seven years because something has latched itself on to me. Um, and I think that I don't always necessarily believe in ghosts and spirits necessarily. Um, but whatever, and I feel like there's like an energy to Ouija boards that is inherently not great. I don't feel like it's not great, but I feel like I could easily be misled. (laughs) Maybe that's what it is because like it's, you're putting your hands and your trust in this thing that is like just scooting around a board and like how does that happen like people I trust think, Roombas all the time Nick well I don't have a Roomba so I don't uh, either <laughs> but yeah no I just I maybe it's also because I have control issues like oh, that could be <laughs> your lack of control on the Ouija board just makes you upset yeah but no I definitely would say that like on a scale of one to ten in terms of like where do I lie with Ouija boards and that they're something real to them? I would say it's like, like a seven or an eight where like, oh, I don't want to, yeah, like I don't want to say a hundred percent, but like, I definitely like have a stronger opinion than I do on other things. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm going to have to agree. I would say a seven to eight on the believability scale. Mm-hmm. Because I feel I have fucked with the Ouija board on multiple occasions. And after reading the idiometer thing, it also makes a lot of sense to me. But also, hi, I like believing in spooky stuff. So Ouija board, if you're going to try and do me a spook, do it right. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, 
I love the spook. I love I love the spook and I love the spoop and I love the boo and I love the ah and you know take me ooh, to uh-huh. the ooh ah uh-uh sensation all the time. Um, take me to a haunted house. Like it's Halloween, then fuck me up with some bite-sized candy and horror movies. But like, I don't really get scared at haunted houses. Um, one because I used to work in them, so I can usually see what's going on. Um, but two because um, I feel like I've dulled myself when it comes to scaredy pants stuff because I have um, exposed myself to a lot in my life but I've exposed myself yeah um I I don't know like uh like seances and Ouija boards and like ghost hunts like I think the first thing that I would be like okay we'll consider that it's probably a ghost hunt like a seance, a Ouija board session. I don't know, man. Like there's just something that I can't fully articulate that I'm like, no, I can't do it. And I think out of like the realm of paranormal extraterrestrial, like I would not necessarily, because I think a lot of people associate Ouija boards with ghosts. But I think... What people should realize is ghosts are their own thing. Like maybe you can talk to one through a Ouija board, but like Ouija boards were really meant to talk to other entities that might be related to like spirits, but like are are not like people that are still on the planet in ghost form. Like it's like gross things like the devils and the demons and um, I don't know. Can you talk to an angel on the Ouija board? I don't know. <laughs> God, I hope not. But like, they'd be like, "You're doing everything wrong." Yeah. Um, get up here. <laughs> Fucking stop it, or. Um. I see what you're doing, and you know what you're doing, and you better fucking stop it. <laughs> Sharon, Sharon, goddammit, stop eating Oreos at midnight. It's not helping you at all. You want to um, lose weight, Sharon? <laughs> I'm Sharon. Sharon. Thank you for clocking me. Do you have any final thoughts? Um, Final thoughts. Um, I may be a skeptic about a lot of things, but Ouija boards, I don't fucks with because. That's a big old no from my house. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I would say that is it. Um, And. I'm excited to start delving into some weird-ass shit on this podcast. Yeah. That's all. I'm ready. And uh, with that, pansies, pussies, Pussy. <laughs> pumpkins, <laughs> always keep searching. And we will see you next time. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye.